This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Nelson, we have a podcast. Diving, diving deep. Diving deep into all things Texas. Both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General, Sean McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia. John, I know there's a ton of things we look to get into with Ross. We only have limited time with him, but we can talk about some of them here. You've got a piece up on SportsRadio610.com right now, John. Ten things the Texans are looking to accomplish at training camp, correct? Absolutely. Okay, so let's get into a few. We can't get into all ten, but if you want to read about all ten, you can go to the website, SportsRadio610.com. I think for most fans, I think things begin and end with the QB uh, the, the quarterback position this training camp. And I know one of the things that the Texans in your mind need to accomplish, they got to figure out the eventuality that CJ Stroud is going to be the starter for this team sooner rather than later, right? He's got to go in and pick up where he left off in the offseason program and seize that job by outplaying Davis Mills. And because we all know that he's going to be the starter, Davis Mills knows it, Case Keaton knows it. It's the Texans know it. They just don't want to say so yet. But I think when they come out of the uh, joint practices against the Dolphins and the Saints and before that last preseason game, they'll announce him as a starting quarterback. Because otherwise, D'Amico's going to get asked about it every single day after practice. Yeah, I, I just don't want to see him splitting reps evenly in those joint practices, John. That's my big thing. I, I think that those joint practices, to me, are going to be as big, if not a bigger opportunity to improve and see what you really have. You and I have watched joint practices that are more competitive than those preseason games sometimes. So I I would like for, uh, and and again, I think we should point out, the joint practices are coming before the second and third preseason. It's only a three-game preseason. They're coming before the second and third preseason games. So I'm fine if they go into the New England game, that first preseason game, and maybe they haven't named a starter yet. If they name him the starter what practice is next Wednesday, the first one, they can name him the starter Thursday, and I'd be fine with that too. But they've to me, it's imperative. If he's going to be the starter, unless he's just completely pooping the bed in the first week of practice, 
he, to me, he's got to be the starter before those joint practices. That's his best opportunity against the defenses of Miami, the first team defenses of Miami and New Orleans to really, to really improve and learn. See, that's why I think they'll wait till after those joint practices to see how he does. Because mm-hmm. if they were to name him the starter before that and he doesn't do well, then everybody in the media and the fans are going to go crazy. He had bad practices. And that's why I think it'll, it'll, I don't think it'll be right before the Baltimore game. I think it'd be before that New Orleans game coming out of the practices. Hopefully, Sooner the better. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess to back up, like I, man, I really don't care if they name him the starter before those joint practices. I just want him to get way more of the reps. Absolutely. And, and so whether he's labeled a starter or not, it's not nearly as important as the actual work that goes on. All right. So that's number one. Um, of Hang the- on one second. Did sure. you see? I can't remember who it was. Somebody I really respect online, uh, NFL expert, had the ranking the quarterback rooms in the NFL. And I thought they'd have the Texans like 30th or something, like everybody has them having the second worst record in the league this season to Arizona. And they had the Texans with the 22nd best, which is better than I thought it would be, and, uh, with Stroud and Mills and Keenum. I thought that both, both I think that bodes very well from at least that one guy's uh, recognition of what they have. Well, I think uh, the my, I actually kind of agree with that. If we're rating the all three guys as if they're equal somehow, like you're, let's pretend for a second that either one, Case Keenum or Davis Mills, they're very different quarterbacks, obviously in terms of their experience and their style of play. But they both started a bunch of games in the NFL. Yeah, there's I I would be willing to submit. Let's pretend that Davis Mills is the third string quarterback right now, Johnson's case has started multiple seasons for multiple teams and had success in the league. So Davis based on his body of work, is the third-string quarter. You're having a hard time finding third-string quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm not saying that, that Davis Mills has accomplished a ton. Like, they haven't won a bunch of games. But he's got a ton of very practical experience. Hell, he was a captain. You're going to find very few third-string quarterbacks that were the captain of their team, John. Uh, that's You know what I'm saying? Like, that's – that's so I, I actually buy that. The problem with that rationale is that the rating of 22nd – is with the hope that two thirds of that never sees the field, you know? And so I think, I think where that comes in, it would be more important if the Texans were thought to be a contending team this year. Cause you could be like, all right, well, if they lose CJ Stroud, then the drop off to case Keenum or Davis and case give you a chance to still keep winning football games in a perfect season. CJ Stroud plays 17 games and I'm not really worried about what the record is necessarily. You know, they're not supposed to be a playoff team. Now, I don't want it to be two and fifteen, obviously. But if CJ Stroud starts 17 games and they go six and eleven or seven and ten, that's probably a successful season for the Texans, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. So things the Texans need to accomplish. There's 10 of them. John has them up on sportsradio610.com. Let's do a couple more. The one that you have that intrigues me here is figuring out the workload at running back and specifically. What is Devin Singletary's role in an offense that was Damian Pierce heavy in 2022? I wrote, Sean, that the signing of Singletary could turn out to be the best free agent signing Nick Casario had because he started for the Bills for three and a half years. He's a good receiver. There's no reason for Damian Pierce to be in on obvious passing downs. He needs to be on the sideline resting. Because of the way he plays, physical style, in which he looks for contact, 
and he's not going to change that. Although on the sideline, they may tell him run out of bounds instead of trying to hit somebody because you're going to be out anyway. That Singletary could be 65-35, could be 70-30, but it's going to be so much better than it was last year. And I think we would be uh, ignorant to think with a 17-game schedule that a running back is going to go the distance. And then they got to develop a third guy because if Pierce, who missed almost five full games last year, is out with an injury and Singletary's the starter, who's going to be number three? That's another thing they have to determine in training camp. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I like the Singletary signing too. It's just <laughs> he was he was a good back for Buffalo. I to me, like <laughs> I'm more all the people getting worked up about running back salaries for whatever reason. It feels like this year more than any other year recently. Everybody's worked up about the pay scale for running backs in the NFL, probably because of Saquon and Josh Jacobs. Like the, we've got two really like good top five running backs that just can't sniff a long term deal that they feel is fair, and so it's become. A, a very front burner topic. Um, to me, it's the guys like like Saquon Barkley is going to somehow wind up making twenty or thirty million the next couple of years. You know, one way or another. Like to me, like Devin Singletary is a good NFL running back. He's a starting NFL running back for a playoff team, a good playoff team. The last couple of years, he gets one year three and a half million. Like that's and again, I'm not crying for someone who makes three million dollars for a year of playing a kid's game, but. That's that's the level of running back to me. It's like the actor strike, John. You know this because you're an actor. You know, it's like it's. I'm not crying the blues for the Harrison Fords of the world, you know, or the or the 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 Charlie Sheens or the you know the Brad Pitts of the world. I'm not uh, crying the blues for them. It's the you know it it's the judges in Spring Breakers, John. That the the strike is for Devin Singletary is basically you in Spring Breakers, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Thank you. I've been on strikes since 2008. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right, so that's we got two offensive. Let's get a defensive one in, John, of the things. And it's a really good article, 10 things um, that the Texans need to accomplish uh, in training camp. On the defensive side of things, look, Will Anderson, who knows? John, Will Anderson might end up being the Texans' best defensive player as a rookie this year. I think it's a very real possibility. Number three overall pick, um, Will Anderson. But what happens opposite of him? that opposite defensive end where Jerry Hughes was really good last year for most of the year, kind of tailed off. Jonathan Grenard has been a disappointment mostly because of injuries over the last year or so after a, a decent season in 2021. Um, how do you think and how important is it that they get that position hashed out during training camp? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is amazing how many players they have competing for positions in the in the defensive line, they've got so many bodies. You got two draft choices in the first and fourth rounds. You know they're both going to make the team. Hughes will be thirty-five. Grenard's in the last year of his contract, and you know how guys have a habit of staying healthy in the last year of their contracts. John led them in sacks two years ago with eight, and I think he missed five games. Jerry Hughes had nine last year couple he came so close to getting could have been in double figures 
So they need those guys to play Grenard like he did in 2021, Hughes like he did in 2022. And there will be some kind of rotation, but Will Anderson has a chance to be their first double-digit sack guy since 2018 when J.J. Watt had 16. And he is the favorite to be voted NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year, like Bijan Robinson is favored to be Offensive Rookie of the Year. And I think that uh, Matt Burke, the new defensive coordinator, and D'Amico Ryans will move Anderson around. I would not put him inside very much because he's going to get beat up by guys a whole lot bigger than him. Let him rush off the edge. He's quick. He's fast. He's got great closing bursts. Got good moves with his hands. And so I think he's going to be spectacular. Are they you com- too because they wouldn't have traded so much yeah. to move up to get him if they didn't think he was going to be great. Yeah, and I think he's a, you know, personality-wise, he feels like a culture fit and a culture changer in some ways, I think, for this team and that defense, that he could be, you know, that he could be to this defense, this is high praise because he's the greatest player in the history of the franchise. I think their hope, John, I think what they traded for him, the message that I get with what they traded for him is they feel like he could be to this defense in the 2020s what J.J. Watt was to this defense in the the 2010s, we'll call it here. I'm not saying he's going to be a three-time defensive player of the year and a Hall of Famer. I'm saying his role in that defense and the level that they need him to play to or aspire to and play at really is is what like am i am i out of bounds on that no i don't think so and he's used to a lot of attention he started getting it as a freshman in alabama he uh used to getting double teamed he's used to getting cheap shotted he's playing in front of humongous crowds he understands pressure people have been talking since his freshman year about him being a number one pick and he not only was the best defensive prospect in the draft. Some people had him rated as the highest prospect over Bryce Young and other players. And so there's high expectations and it seems like he's equipped mentally and physically to handle those kind of lofty expectations. Alright, so um, you can get the a whole article, 10 things that the Texans are looking to uh, accomplish at, uh, at training camp. John McClain's got that up. SportsRadio610.com 